Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, although I can't imagine any children or people with children would be listening to this, but I could be wrong. I know the odds of that seem impossible, but believe it or not, it has happened before. Hello, my friends. You are listening to the Royal Ramble. I am your host, Blaine the Brain, and it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, despite the lack of snow we've been getting here in Toronto lately. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but it does seem kind of unusual for this time of year. We may be getting some early Christmas presents, though, as early as next week. By we, of course, I mean us wrestling fans, as we have a few pay-per-views still to get through or premium live events in WWE land. For a lot of companies, it is the final chapter, the final countdown, the final stop on the road to Christmas, the final battle, if you will. And speaking of final battle, Ring of Honor is back next week with their premiere event, but is it really Ring of Honor, though? We definitely have Ring of Honor titles defended and a number of former Ring of Honor talent, but let's face it, this is really just an AEW presentation of a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'll be going through some of my thoughts and picks for some of those big events coming up in just a little bit. The UFC has their final pay-per-view next weekend as well with UFC 282. Given the new Ontario law against betting on these MMA events, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of me making any predictions as I wouldn't want to encourage such a thing. However, that won't stop me from talking about it. I'll certainly be reviewing that pay-per-view next Sunday along with the ROH Final Battle event and of course NXT Deadline also taking place that same day, December 10th. Before I get to talking about those cards, let me first say for those of you who don't know, I've started doing a series of YouTube shorts called Blaine's Hot Topics. You can find those on my YouTube channel under my full name, Blaine Vandergreen, but I always post the links in the Facebook group as well. And while you're there, why not subscribe? I mean, I do have over 100 members of my Facebook community, but less than 20 YouTube subscribers. In the words of Hurricane Helms, what's up with that? I'm only kidding. I mean, it would be nice if you did subscribe, but no pressure. I am very appreciative of all your support, though. Now then, let's get right into the show with some ROH talk. The main event will be for the ROH World Championship with Claudio Castagnoli challenging Chris Jericho. The stipulation is that if Claudio is unsuccessful in his quest for ROH gold, he would have to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. I kind of figured that Jericho would hold the belt going into the show, which kind of removed a bit of my interest in the four-way match at full gear. And I'm not crazy about the stipulation here either, but it should be a strong match though, and I think hard to predict. Ultimately, I wouldn't want to end the show on a sour note, and so I think Claudio will be winning the title here, and I can only hope that he gets the royal treatment complete with streamers and pyro. Though, it would be kind of funny to see what they do with him as a member of the JAS on TV, but that doesn't really seem like AEW style, it seems more like a WWE angle. My other hope is that they don't do the typical AEW overbooking, where we get either a ton of interference or a post-match angle to close the show. Just let the momentum breathe, I beg you. Another title match just announced this past Wednesday will be for the pure title between defending champion Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. This should be a really hot match, and I can see it opening the show to get the crowd hot, but I was very unimpressed with the way it just came together out of nowhere. Given my prediction of the main event, I can see the JAS group losing all of their belts on this show, and thus I think we're getting another new champion here, and possibly a breakup in the Jericho Appreciation Society's future. The television title is also on the line as Samoa Joe defends against Juice Robinson, which is kind of weird, as they've been building towards a match between Joe and Wardlow on TV, 
but I guess understandable if they just want to do the Joe versus Wardlow match at an AEW event. Unless Juice will be sticking around full-time, I can't see him getting the belt, unless Wardlow interferes and costs Joe the match and those two fight over the TNT title instead. Actually, now that they think about it, I think that just might happen, given that Joe has two belts. Then you have the women's title match with Athena challenging Mercedes Martinez. It should be a really good match, but does it really mean anything? I mean, they've been positioning Athena as a heel lately, but Martinez is also kind of a heel, so not sure that I like that dynamic. Also, Martinez has been MIA for the better part of the year, so not sure how this match even came about to begin with. I would think the champ retains here, and maybe they work Athena into a program against an AEW talent moving forward. Shane Taylor randomly made his AEW debut this week as well, challenging Keith Lee to meet him in a tag match at Final Battle with Taylor's new partner, J.D. Griffey. Lee and Taylor have history dating back to several years ago in ROH, and Lee's only backup is Swerve Strickland. It's no secret that the two of them have been having their own issues, so I'm not sure how this is going to go. I suppose they could do something where Strickland double-crosses Lee, which we know is coming eventually, and then join Shane Taylor Productions, or whatever that group is called. I'm assuming we'll see more of Taylor and AEW moving forward as well. So that's ROH, which will be in the afternoon, but the evening of Saturday the 10th has been booked by the NXT brand, as they have their deadline event. The event is headlined by the NXT title match between Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews. I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of Crews. I think they've made multiple attempts to try and get this guy over, and nothing has really ever clicked for him. I don't buy him as a serious contender, and this just feels like a transitional feud for Braun, which has completely removed my interest in the match as well. That said, it should be okay, but I'm not expecting the title to go anywhere, and I think Breaker goes over clean. The Creed brothers are also on the card against Indusheer, which is another team that I'm not really into. They've been building the Creeds up all year long, but given that Indusheer is the new team that they're trying to get over, I can see them winning somehow, and then seeds of a breakup are planted within the family Creed. And then you have the two Iron Survivor Challenge matches, with a fifth participant yet to be determined for each match, which usually indicates that that person would win, but I'm not so sure that would be a good decision, at least in the men's match. The problem is that both Braun and Mandy have had such lengthy runs with their respective belts that if the winners of these matches get their shot on TV instead of another premium live event, it usually is a dead giveaway that they're not winning. And looking at the field, most of the participants have already been defeated by the champion at one point or another. In Braun's case, I think Carmelo Hayes is the guy to strap the rocket to. He's done just about everything he can do in the mid-card, and it's now time to move up to heavyweight contention. I just hope they book that eventual match on a pay-per-view rather than giving it away for free. The women's match is a lot more challenging. You'd think they'd want a babyface challenger given that it's a heel champion, but stranger things have happened. Unless the plan is a Mandy Rose face turn, in that case I can possibly see someone like Zoe Stark winning or even Cora Jade. I don't think it'll be Kiana James, so that really only leaves Roxanne Perez. I think she would actually make the most sense being the only babyface contender in this match, and I think someone the fans can get behind. The other option is one of the wildcard picks, but given the three, I can't see any of them convincingly winning the belt. Wendy Chu has already had her shot, and her character is a joke. Indy Hartwell is a heel, and not someone I can take seriously as a contender either, and Fallon Henley has potential, but isn't believable as someone who could win the title either, given the way that she's been booked. 
unless they somehow replace one of those girls with someone like Miko Satamura or someone from the former NXT UK. So it's going to be a very exciting weekend coming up. Now, normally at this point in the show would be my fantasy forecast where I predict the following cards, but because it could be a long while before Ring of Honor or NXT has another event, I think I'll hold off on that for the time being. I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. It was a short one, but a good one. I will be back next weekend with a full recap of both of these events, as well as UFC 282. Until then, I leave you with an A, B, C, ya.